Hey everyone, welcome to our first special episode of Casual Friday. Jay and I had the opportunity to watch the Snyder Cut and realized that it needed its own Snyder-sized episode in order to properly discuss what went down. Be warned, heavy spoilers are ahead if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet. As always, if you want to tell us how wrong we are about our opinions, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Casual Frycast. Enjoy the episode. So, Jay, you and I watched the Snyder Cut this past weekend. We from did. The day, from the day that we're recording. We did. And just, we're going to get really into it because, as we both know, we have kind of established this podcast as, like, it's not a movie podcast, but we talk about movies a lot because we have a lot of things to say about them. Correct. And we also kicked this, this, kicked this whole thing off with you having some hot takes about the <laughs> Zack Snyderverse. Completely unplanned. Completely unplanned, and then all of a sudden it's like, by the way, this is actually coming out and we should talk about it. So we watched right. it, and expectations were kind of low, at least on my side. Mine were very tempered. Yep. And we both left the experience pretty surprised by how good it is. Uh, surprised and in some ways appalled. Uh, appalled, yeah. Appalled in the sense that the decisions to cut what they cut, literally in the theatrical cut for over what S- Snyder had done was just. I've used this word a little. I mean, a lot. You use it a lot. E- e- egregious. Egregious. It was absurd. It was ridiculous. Like we, we every like I don't know. It probably had to be like what a dozen times you would just pause the movie and like look at me and be like, why? <laughs> why did this why? get cut? <laughs> right. Just like, what are they what were they thinking? This is so much better. Right. Um so we have a lot of good things to say about this movie. I think what we should say let's set some expectations first. So um in a in an earlier episode, I mentioned that what we're going to now call the Justice League. Yes. Was a rated F movie. Yes. And that I would be thrilled. And just, and just yep. to clarify for those who aren't understanding Justice League is Joss Whedon. Yes. The the theatrical version of the Justice right. League is, you know, Justice League. It's stupid. I heard let people me, say let me, let me Let me just go ahead and, and try to give just a little bit of backstory for people who don't. No, who may listen to this podcast and don't okay, know. good, yes, please, right? So they did, they did BVS. Zack Snyder did BVS and Man of Steel and Man of Steel. Okay, he was the director, uh, and then they were in the process of creating Justice League, and unfortunately, his daughter committed suicide. So he tried to move on with the project, like continue to work with it, and then ultimately decided to step out because it was just too much, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they handed. The reins over to Joss Whedon. They did, being they being the Warner Brothers executives. The Warner Brothers executives, from what I read, they had been trying to make Justice League since like two thousand and seven, two thousand eight. Um, basically, I guess when they got the whiff of what was going on over at Marvel, mm-hmm. and they were intent on getting it done, but they put from what I've read, and I'm sure there's other movie nerds out there that know a lot more about the backstory than I do. What's up, but movie they were nerds? Putting, we love you. Yes, they were putting heavy, heavy expectations on Snyder in regards to like how the movie was going to be done. Right. And it was almost like once all this stuff happened and he was out of the picture, they kind of had free reign. And in my opinion, and I'm probably wrong, Joss Whedon was just their puppet. And I think I think you're 100 percent right with that. I think that yeah. all of the bad decisions that were made, I don't necessarily blame Joss Whedon for. I think Joss Whedon did exactly what he was told to do, right. and what he was paid to do. Right. Which is really the executive's fault. I also read something uh, when like it came out because like there were a lot of people who were like, "Hey, maybe you should delay it so that Zack Snyder can finish it," and they ended up releasing it anyway. Right. And I read that they ended up releasing it so that they could keep their Christmas bonuses. Yes. Yes. Which is absurd. Which yes. is absurd. Yes, um, that actually happened. 
And on so, top of that, they were, I don't know why, but they were like dead set on the runtime. That was a big, yeah. big sticking point is like, I think Snyder had, which obviously if you've watched the Snyder cut, it's four hours long. Yeah. And, I, I think I think it, a, and we'll get into that. I think that's a right. little too long, but they wanted it to just stay at like two hours. Two hours. And like, I mean, and even I, Avengers I Endgame this. was like three hours. Yeah, exactly. Endgame was three hours, and people were like, "Wow, that's it." Might have been longer. It might have been three and a half. I think it was just three. But I mean, credit where credit's due to Joss Whedon. I don't like his version of the movie, but like with no. the footage that he got, that he had, he did his best. And yeah. his the best was bad, but like it was it was at the direct it was at the behest of like his bosses essentially the people who hired him to do it. It's like, what's he supposed to do? What's he supposed to do? He can't not do that. Right. I don't care if it ruins like your favorite characters, but like his job is to make it happen. And they asked him to do his thing. And his thing is like, quote unquote, Marvel Avengers humor. And it just and, doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. And he went as an uncredited director. Yeah. Like his name isn't on the film. So Probably so. good. Probably <laughs> anyway. good. But, so. Now, what, I, what I said yeah. was something along the lines of like, if they can take this trash fire of a movie and make it watchable, I will be very impressed. Right. And ladies and gentlemen, I am very impressed. Genuinely very impressed with what they were able to do. There is no reason that this movie should be as good as it is. That's got a lot of flaws. I'm not right. going to put, it's not in game level good, but right. like that brought the, the Zack Snyder cut is so infinitely better than the original theatrical version, it's it's night and day. They're two different movies. They are. They are two completely different movies. It's absurd. It's it's. What, I, I'm going to say that a lot. It's absurd, but like it's crazy <laughs> how different they are. For what it's worth, Justice League on IMDb, the rating is like six point two, something like that. Jo- Justice League. Justice um, League. The Snyder Cut is eight point three. So that yeah. is that is a chasm between yeah, that's enormous those two films. Um. So, like I, like I said at the beginning, I think we should talk about the stuff that, like, didn't, still didn't really work, and then we can okay. talk about the stuff that, like, is really good. Because there's, I'm going to be honest, there's a lot of good stuff here. Yes. A lot of really good stuff. And it's really unfortunate, because, like, I don't think they're going to do anything with it. No, they're not. Which really bums me out. They're not. Um, there's, and we can talk about that, too, but th- there's, um, it's so funny. The way that this happened, too, is after Joss, the Justice League version came out. People were so upset with it. They were like, "Okay, this is clearly not Snyder's vision." So that's how the that's how the movie kind of came about. Was there was a, a the mythical Snyder cut? Yes. So there was like this whole release the Snyder cut thing on social media, and eventually a lot of the cast members and stuff um, they wanted they wanted it to happen. But now there's another one that started called Restore the Snyderverse, and so yeah. now there's people clamoring for. Zack Snyder to continue doing films, but I just, I seriously doubt and, they're going to do that. And maybe they will. And like, maybe it'll be okay. But like, I, I really, I'm with you. I, I don't think they're going to make that happen. They're not. Um, it's just not going to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really wish it would with like, especially with some of the stuff they set up. It's so good. Right. Now I will but, say before we continue to talk about this, if you have not watched the film yet and you don't want to like heavy, Spoilers yeah. ahead. Heavy spoilers about to be ahead, so you just need to press pause on this. Spoilers, episode. spoilers, uh, ahoy! Yes, because there were definitely some bombs that dropped, and it a couple of f bombs even. Ooh, a couple of f bombs too, and really awkward, <laughs> awkward, awkward uh, lines uh, from the Joker to Batman. <laughs> But not as awkward, not as awkward as Batman to Superman when he shows back up, or as oh awkward as Superman's introduction. Gosh. Oh man. Tangent zone so anyway. real quick. Tangent zone real quick. Okay. It's related, but it's still tangential. Um do you remember Superman's introduction? Like his reintroduction in Justice League in the theatrical version? Like his uh, his line. Are you talking you about his the, line? It, the itchy line? No. Like when he oh. when he's in like the final battle, he's like I'm a pretty pretty big believer in truth, but I'm also a big fan of justice. And then he punches Steppenwolf, and it's the stupidest <laughs> thing in the whole world. <laughs> and there then he looks, was, and then he looks at Batman. It's so bad. And he looks at Batman. He's like, "Well, I know you didn't bring me back because you because you liked me." And Batman goes, "I don't. 
not. <laughs> it's just, there's, there's, that's all Joss Whedon. There was a video that John shared with me this week, and it was all of the like bad lines from the Joss. Oh. Like, it was, it's bad. It's but tough. It, it also, like, just. So, it, out of the tangent zone. Yeah. But kind of out of the tangent zone, maybe still piggybacking on it. We got to tell the tangent here's, zone. Here's the problem initially that I had with Joss doing it versus Snyder. Okay. Let's talk about just these two universes, the Marvel universe and the DC universe. This I'm is going to be an entire podcast episode of just us comparing these two universes. I'm here for well, it. Well, uh, we can do that, but I would try I to don't avoid want to. to do that. But <laughs> okay. here, here's the thing. Like DC, in my opinion, I, I've enjoyed DC historically more than Marvel. It's not that comics I don't wise, like yeah. Mar- comics-wise. The little bit of comics that I have read. And I've enjoyed the DC a little bit more than Marvel, only because I feel like DC is a little darker. It's a little edgier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the storylines just dive in a little bit deeper, in my opinion, in regards to like the characters' like conflict. They deal with some heavier emotional stuff. Yes. Yes. Um, sometimes heavier physical stuff. I mean, there's some pretty brutal things in the Marvel universe. Yes. Um, like, you know, if, if you want in your spare time, you can look, you can look up the story of like Carol Danvers and her mm-hmm. like canonical stuff. And like, it's rough, yeah. but, but like they, they don't really talk about that in like the, the Marvel cinematic universe, which is completely fine. And they don't, they don't need to, but like the way that Zack Snyder kind of established the Snyderverse, especially it was really leaning more on that like kind of expectation of like the 80s versions of or not 80s but like the the harder right more gritty things and that, that's what he does well basically so. it's i mean i guess the the go-to would be like frank miller kind of concept of exactly like batman so right but yeah and, and so, that's the reason that's the reason this movie got an r rating and like it earns it right it does it so, earns it so with that like he takes someone like Joss, who's trying to like create a lighter tone. It just doesn't work for DC, in my opinion. And it's not what it's not what I work. It's not what I want for. It's not what I want for for DC. That's not the DC kind of tone. Like it's always yeah, been darker. True. Yeah, it's true. And I think I think specifically, like you know, kind of just Joss Whedon in general. Joss Whedon stuff doesn't even really work for Marvel anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. It worked you know, for Avengers. It, it worked, worked for the for, first Avengers. It right. was it was good, but like you kind of kind of I don't know. It's it's a little bit sophomoric and it, it you know juvenile and both universes have kind of moved past that and you know the DC one kind of never really was that. Right. So anyway. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, so this movie definitely is much darker than much. Like I mean, not that not Marvel's even done. And so that kind of that kind of, that is a great segue into some of the things that are still not great about this movie. Um, one of them is what I'm calling the Snyderization of the film. And what okay. I mean what I mean by that is you know we or not Whedon's Snyder's uh, stuff is just a little bit more drawn out and serious, which is fine. But then everything's also super desaturated. And it's in four by three. And I there's never, can we can we talk about the four by three thing? <laughs> yeah, like, hold on, I'm, wait. I'll, I gotta get okay. all these out, and all then right, we can finish, get to that. You just finish, you finish so the, what I wrote down was the serious tone, the desaturation, the four by three, the extra bits, and then specifically the slow mo. Now I've looked at a couple of things where people talk about how much slow mo is in this movie. Ten percent of this movie is slow mo. Which means 40 minutes of this movie... No, not 40 minutes. A lot of this movie is slow-mo. That's not the right... I didn't do conversion on that well. You know what I'm saying. Four hours. It's four hours to 24... uh, So almost a half hour of this movie. Is that right? Is that right? Hold on. I don't know. Whatever. I'm trying to do math. I can't... I don't do math in my head very well. What's six times four? 24? Yes. So 240 minutes? Okay. Is four hours? Is that right? Yeah. So 240 minutes, so then 10%. So a half hour of this movie is slow-mo. <laughs> we did it. Math, guys. Uh, math. So yes. So four by we three. We watch movies. We don't do math. So four by three. Jay, four by three. Let's talk about it. Oh, my 
You're still laughing. So the movie opens with this prompt that says, the film is presented in 4-3 format to preserve the integrity of Zack Snyder's creative vision. Yeah. And like, I might, I don't know a lot about cinematography, so you have to, uh, I'm sorry, but like, I just don't understand how that preserves the integrity of like the creative vision. Yeah, I watched, uh, I watched a half, I watched a half in the bag about it, which is, um, these guys who talk about movies and stuff and even they were like why again is it is it like something to do with like imax maybe i don't really know and like they know a lot more about it than i do and even they were like i don't know whatever it's Zack snyder he does this kind of stuff Mm. so yeah that (laughs) that was just different it was different and honestly like i kind of got used to it like it really wasn't that bad um but so that was one of my big things was like the kind of the snyderization of the movie None of those right. things are necessarily like the worst thing in the world, but it was still like a a not as great experience, um, you know, seeing it in full widescreen. And there were a lot of shots also where like there was a lot of headroom on the uh, yeah. on the the subject, and it very clearly like was meant to be punched in. Um, a lot of the a lot of the in credit stuff was really tacked on. I felt like yes. um, I no, said I think I, I think I looked at you I think I looked at you and was like wow this is kind of like Return of the King with like its seventeen endings. <laughs> Um, so they, that was, they, they were fine, but like a lot of them could have been, do you, do you feel weird. like, do you feel a lot of those? Well, they were, I mean, that's like the, um, the Deadpool Lex Luthor, uh, thing. Was it, was it in death, death stroke death? Oh, good gracious. Look death at stroke. I know death stroke, um, was sort of like an in credit thing, but I'm, I'm assuming the other stuff too was. I assume it was probably going to be used as in no, they, credit. No, they shot all stuff. of that new. They shot all of that new. All of it. I don't the, know how much of that was necessary. The, I, the, the nightmare scene with Joker was brand new. The scene with Martian Manhunter at the end was brand new. Yeah. I mean, like, Ben Affleck didn't even look like the same person. Like, that was very clearly a 2020 Ben Affleck compared to a 2016 Ben Affleck. It was not the same person. Let's also talk about the whole Martian Manhunter thing. Like, that was that was my third one that was just like, they really tried to shoehorn him in, and it really did. didn't work. I, like, I if, was if like, they had him at the very end, like, the end credits had been, like, completely fine, but, like, they tried to shoehorn him in in, like, a very, what I considered one of the best scenes of the movie, and they shoehorned him in at the very end, and it was just like, what are y'all doing? Like, Why? You know, I think you even looked at me. You're like, "Wait, who is that?" Oh, you, well, oh, that's Martian Manhunter. That was well when he's meeting with um, Lois Lane, and yeah, she so, she thinks it's Martha. So yeah, and, he, he yeah. let's set uh, context for Martian Manhunter. He's he's a he's a really interesting, cool superhero, um, and his deal is he can like shape shift into anyone, right? Mm-hmm. And so he shape shifts. There's this really pivotal scene where Martha Kent, Mama Kent is hanging out with Lois Lane and like it's if you watch the the Justice League version versus this one like that might be the biggest like uh stark contrast of the two different movie styles in the entire movie. Hmm. It is unbelievable cuz like the one in the Justice League is like they're at work like Lois is at work and it's like super bright and there's a lot of jokes. There's they they make a joke about like Lois being like real thirsty which is so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, and then in the Snyder one, it's at Lois's apartment, and like it's kind of dark and somber because she's still in mourning. Mm-hmm. And like Mama Kent is like, "Look, you gotta get back." Like Clark believed in you, the world needs you now because you were, you know, really good at what you did. You you exposed people who needed to be exposed. You can't you can't just sit around and wait for a miracle. You gotta like get back out there and do it. And right. then it turns out that's Martian Manhunter. Yeah. And it, like that scene was so, I was like, genuinely like, wow, this is, this is why Amy Adams hasn't, has like, you know, has been Oscar nominated. Does she have an Oscar? I think she does. She's incredible. She She's incredible. I was like, man, look at like Diane Lane's over here, like crushing it. And then it's like, oh, that's a, that's a CGI boy. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, so then of course my next question is, do you, after that happened, I'm like, do you think we're actually going to see any more of him in this film? That's the problem. Is like, and, and we did nothing, not to right. the very, very end, right? And you're like, why show him? Why? <laughs> uh, 
but I mean, I like think... it was it was a cool like it was a cool like wink and a nod at like you know people who were like oh. That'd be really neat if they brought in Martian Manhunter. Like then they had like that one green. I just didn't know who. Like I knew who Martian Manhunter was before the movie. I just when they revealed him, I didn't put two and two together to understand that was him. Right, and that's the problem. It kind of goes over the heads of people who are like, I'm not saying you're more casual, but like who aren't really looking for that. Right, right. Um, I just assumed that they were planning on doing something with him in the future if they had done any more films. But it's like you said, he was definitely shoehorned in. It was just weird. Yeah. It was just weird. Did you have anything else that like you kind of thought was weird that I haven't mentioned already? Uh specifically the nightmare scene. I know you mentioned yeah. it, but the whole exchange between Joker and Batman is that was just so weird. So weird. And look, like we ha- we talked about the episode the last episode about like Jared Leto, but like <laughs> Tommy was so Tommy was so, but like I'm Jared, like you've done a lot of great roles. I just don't think you did the Joker very well. I thought just, it was it was to credit where credits due. It was better than the one in Suicide Squad, but that's not really saying a lot. Now, is he like is he? Because there's obviously different takes. Like there's different takes on Batman. There's different takes on whoever. Yeah. But like, is there like? Do you think that there's a specific Joker that he's trying to draw from? I don't like, know because like the as one far as sui- comics are concerned, the Suicide Squad one is supposed to be like that kind of like gangster boss one, right. who's also like a little nutty, which is right. fine. Like that guy can work, but like then the one in in uh, Snyder Cut was like a mix of Jared Leto, not Jared Leto, um, Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson, and it was it it just didn't work for me. It was fine. He was just trying to be like that standard, like, I'm a crazy guy. <laughs> I think he literally just did his voice. That's how easy. But that to me is just like, it's not. I, I like his, I'll say this. I liked his laugh. His laugh, I thought was pretty good. But like everything really? else was the same. Yeah. It's like, I don't think I liked his laugh right. either. I don't think I was a huge fan of that either. His laugh was like really weird and wheezy. And I was kind of into it. But like the exchange and like also like I don't fully grasp like why he was there. It was There's a lot of just like weird stuff going on with that. And it was. It seemed like just an excuse to like get these two characters in the same scene, which is fine. Right. And then and then Batman dropped an f bomb. He's like, I want. I don't. Don't get it twisted. I will effing kill you. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Woo-hoo. Okay, Batman. No, oh, Batman. Oh. This is not the Batman from the animated series. This is I'd not your. After, this is not your grandma's Batman. <laughs> this is not Granny's Batman. This is the Batman we've been waiting for. This is the Batman who will kill you with a machine gun. Yes. Because that's what he does, anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. We've already talked about the sh- like the shoehorning and that whole thing. And well, then um, let's then let's let's transition away from the bad stuff because we do a we do a fine enough job here's, okay, in our normal here's, thing. Here's oh, the other okay. thing. Here's one last thing. One last is, one last. There's a lot of me. there's a lot of singing. There's oh, a lot of singing. <laughs> a lot of indie songs, huh? We gotta have just like a somber, a somber slow mo moment with like Hallelujah playing in like the background. I heard there was a secret chord. It's like shut up. It's it's fine. I think it was a little. It was done a little too much. And they had that. They had that sea shanty that they sang at Aquaman. Yes. Now that one was really weird. The Wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea. It's like what are y'all doing? The Norwegian like song. Like yeah, that was dumb. That one, I looked at you and I was like, "Really?" I think I looked. I think my notes say like, "Oh, singing women, huh? Neat." <laughs> like, what wait, what's we- wrong with women singing, man? Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> but no, don't. it like I'm sure like that was. I I don't even know what that song is. It might even be like a traditional like Scandinavian song. But like, but who just, cares? It doesn't. It didn't. It just didn't fit for me. It was and it so weird. It didn't fit for like where, um, like what's going on with Aquaman. It doesn't. Right. Like he's a I, drunk I think, and he's still rejecting, and I don't understand how that connects with what the how the village views him. Like I just well, don't. They, they, like I mean, I think the point is like they're like worshiping him as like he's the only one who's saving them consistently, which is like that's fine and cool. And I will right. say like, and we're gonna talk about this later, but like there are a, there's a lot more character development for everyone in this movie. And I think Aquaman is one of those who, like, you really understand his motivation a lot more. Um, 
so let's let's move into the the good stuff because we've talked about some of the bad stuff. We talked about you know some of the things that like which still just didn't really work. And again, like that's that's to me like to me this movie is like it's worth watching. It's not like a repeat. Like I'll watch Endgame a lot. Endgame is so like just uh, just Aaron for the I, scene. Aaron and I watched it again this past week. Yeah, just for the scene of Cap like standing up against the entirety of Thanos's army. Like that alone gives me like and then all goosebumps. the characters oh. just like coming back. But we're not here to talk about Avengers. We're here to talk about <laughs> Snyder Cut. Um, it was... The the one thing I, we kept saying was, why did they cut this? For almost everything that happened. It was unbelievable how how different it was. So the big three that I put as like the, the three things that made this movie so much more watchable. Um, number one, the Marvel tone is gone. So like yes. there's no more there's no more bad jokes, Flash not understanding how to use his powers, the weird saturation differences, the really awfully delivered you know bad green screen lines. The, the the family, the Russian family. The Russian family. They spent so much time with this Russian family, and like it very clearly was not the right choice. It was so clearly not the right choice. And when you have when you have character motivations that are never explained in your movie, and you spend that time instead talking about a Russian family that no one cares about, and then you have the Flash like push them along and look at them and go Dostoevsky and like run away, and it's like what are you doing? What are you doing? This isn't funny. None of this is good. Right. This doesn't this doesn't do anything other than like pad your movie out. But in this one, all of that is gone and like it is still a serious tone, but like everyone everyone has their powers. They know what they what they can do. Right. Exactly. And it's it, it really is about them like coming together as a team versus you know, them trying to figure out how to be a thing at all. It was right. it, it's it's just Right. Gosh, that that whole Marvel tone being gone was huge. The other big thing too, and we'll get into this, but even and probably in more depth, but motivation. Yes, every that was the biggest one for every me. Every character had motivation, which I felt like was compl- like even if I don't even know if if really any of them had motivation in the in the first one in the Justice not, Cut. Not so. Much. It was mostly just Batman and like legitimately like I, I was going back through and like looking at stuff and stuff just kind of happens, right? Right. Like right. it's literally like Batman's like, oh, okay, well let me fight this like weird random criminal, and then get this parademon and then figure out that there's these boxes, right? For for some reason and like there's no reason why it happens where it's like in this one so like the revelation of like what the mother boxes are and how they work right Mm -hmm. in the justice league cut the theatrical one it's it makes no sense he like a parademon explodes and there's three boxes left by its corpse for some reason and he's like it probably means something and then this weird cg monstrosity shows up is like mother is calling and then that's it and that's the MacGuffin, and it makes no sense. Whereas in this one, in this one, it, it literally begins with Superman dying. Like, it's the end of Batman or Superman. Mm-hmm. And his, like, death cry is heard across the earth. Right. And it, and it awakens the, the mother boxes. Right. And so then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, okay. So he was here, and the mother boxes were afraid to call out the Steppenwolf into Darkseid because they knew that like if they came and the Kryptonian was alive, they would they would not survive. Right. Or like so they, you know they, opportunity, they could get opportunity has arrived for them to, right. to take over. Yes. Right. And so then Steppenwolf shows up. First of all, he looks infinitely better in this. Oh movie. my gosh! Yes, he does. His armor is so stinking cool. And literally, like he showed up and jo- or, uh, me and me and Jay like paused and we we're like, wait, they cut this. They cut this like cool <laughs> rippling like spiky armor, and for his... like freaking Viking he, whatever yeah. that thing was he was last time. He looked like a CG monstrosity Viking with like no distinct like no discernible characteristics, and it was like, what is this guy? Anyway, so Steppenwolf looks he way didn't look cooler. Very, he didn't look intimidating other than just being really tall in the right. Justice cut, right? And in, and then in the in Snyder cut, he looks like brutal. He does look brutal, and his and his introduction really establishes him as like a brutal character because he fights the Amazonians, and like they sacrifice the entire temple and like all of the warriors that are in the temple, it falls into the ding dang ocean. That whole sequence was like so much better than the original. So cool, and like and he's he's got his axe. He cuts people in half. 
and you're like, oh, this guy is like, this guy's here to like take these people down and get these things. <laughs> right. And then you're like, well, wait, so why is he on the mother boxes? And then speaking of innovation, he takes him to like the, the, you know, nuclear reactor thing. And he's talking to like dark sides, dude. And he's right. like, look, I just want to talk to him. Like, let me back in the sod. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, let me back in. I, I, after I conquered this world, let me back in. And you're like, oh, he wants to get back on the, in the good graces of dark side. That makes sense. And then you immediately understand why he wants to go back home. You immediately right. get it. There's no, there's nothing else that needs to happen. It just works. You're like, I get it. Okay. It's not Thanos levels good, but right. it's enough. It's better than mother is calling. Like, <laughs> shut up, dude. What? <laughs> Who is mother? I the did. Mother. I, I did like how they did include Desaad. Um, yeah. Cause he's like, obviously he's a, a big part of it's the right, the right hand man of uh dark side. Of dark One side, of right? Um, I wish they had done more with uh, what's her name? And we talked about it. I forgot. The and other, you can't think one. of her name either. But yeah, you see her briefly, like she's standing in the background with a staff, like mm-hmm. when you actually see Dark Side. But it's it's kind of like they're kind of like the um, you know, for, the, for those of you that have seen like Endgame or Infinity War, you know, they're like the 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 four people that hang around with Thanos. The kind of like of that. Thanos, kind of like that. Yeah, you know? it's kind of like that. Um, but yeah, and so the, the other one that I had that was like a really big improvement was like all of the fights kind of had a lot more impact. Oh, sorry. Now I remember her name. Granny Goodness. That was her name. Granny Goodness. Is that her real name? Yes, it is. Did you just it look is. that up? I did. I had to. It's been bu- It's been bugging me so much. Her name is really Granny Goodness. Yes. Yes. I'm yes. cutting this. No, don't cut it. That's this what her is name bad. is. But it's, it's bad. not bad. It's not bad. That's what her name is. Is Granny Goodness. They're gonna change that. They have to change that. That's so stupid. Why is it stupid? That's what she. Her is in the name comics. is Granny. I don't care, man. Her name's Granny Goodness. Oh, it's me, Granny Goodness. I make the cookies and I fight the dark side. No, no. This is bad. It's not no, good it's content. Not. No, it's not. This it's... is not good content. All right, people who like enjoy what I'm talking about, they, yeah, anyway. I don't care about, listen, let me tell you something real quick. Tangent zone, tangent zone. I don't care what Marvel, like, comics and DC Comics fans have to say. Y'all are nuts, all right? (laughs) Y'all are nuts. Y'all want, like, there to be an actual personified version of death in Endgame. And I'll tell you right now. No, I'll tell you right now. That's a whole other conversation. No. I'm in I, I completely zone. agree with you on that one. I'm just saying that, like, I'm just saying that comic book fans, generally speaking, have this weird obsession with like making things comics accurate, and it doesn't always work. Well, and that's the thing too is like you can't really do. I'm sorry, you cannot do the Thanos of the comics in film because nope. it goes back to the point of there's really no motivation, and the motivation in the comics is just weird. Like he's he a, not, he's, a he's, weird... he's a literal nihilist who wants to destroy everything because he can. Because he can, and because he like has this affection with Mistress Death, yep. who is just simply a personification of death. Yeah, and it's just, it's, it's weird. Dumb. It's just dumb. Anyway, out of out of the tangent, out zone. of the tangent zone. Anyway, so one of the other things that was really um, big for me was that the fights had way more impact, both in terms yes. of like the action, but also in like their story implications. Right. So like. Okay, me, let's talk about me. fights. Let's talk about how Wonder Woman is a freaking bamf. She is a bamf this version. Though, for real. Like that whole scene, the scene where she's fighting in London to like save those yes. people. Yes. Oh my so gosh. So much cooler. It's a yes. little. It's a little excessive at the end there, <laughs> where she literally obliterates this man, and she like let's be clear, she kills him, straight yes. up kills him, and she kills a lot of people, and she's yes. awesome. And I'm like, I need more of that, please. Yes. Because yes. like that's that's also that's also comics accurate. Like she doesn't care. She's right. like, I'll cut, I'll cut, I'll cut someone up. I got a right. sword. What do you think I'm gonna do with it? Hit you with the back of it? Uh, uh-uh. uh. It's got a blade. <laughs> it's for cutting heads, fools. Speaking of cutting heads, speaking of cutting heads, I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but like, so that fight was way better. Um, the the we, fight we, with the Amazonians was way yes, better. We, we, already kind of, we already kind of talked about that one. That one was amazing. Because and in then, the original version, they just get run over. And it and it's 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 uh it's double the runtime in this yeah. version. Yeah, it's only six minutes in the original. It's like almost twelve in this one. Yeah. Uh, and then the final the final battle 
Like the one in the middle when they're fighting in the tubes is kind of it's almost the same. It um, is, there, there, it there's is the same. But there's some other like changes that they made in the in the theatrical version that are a little bit weird. And this one that they they iron it's ironed out and it makes a lot more sense. Um, yeah. but the final battle is so much cooler. It is so much cooler, especially the resolution. I agree. Like the resolution, this is like we, we've already been in spoiler territory, but this is potentially the biggest one. Flash using the speed force to reverse time. Yes. It that was the coolest thing I have seen in a movie since Endgame <sighs> when all the Avengers showed back up. I legit was like, this rules. This is the coolest, most comicsy thing ever, and I love it. Now like, I so, should I should have said this earlier, but the thing is like Justice League was so bad that I really couldn't remember it, and I didn't even I probably should have watched it. You need to time. go back. Yeah, you pro- we probably but should do that did, one just to do a con- And a I think co- I asked contrast. you that when we watched it, but did he do that in the original one? No. I don't remember if he did. No, he has he barely has any like he 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 can run fast, but he has like no control oh, yeah. of his powers. Yeah, he he was like taking care of the Russian family. Right. The, yeah, never mind. And like okay. Bat- Batman like they they treat him like a kid who doesn't know how to do anything. Right. right Whereas right, in this right, one right. he's actually a superhero who like knows what he's about. Right. Because like that that's the thing that like made me so it was so stupid in the the theatrical one is like he's got this crazy advanced suit that's built out of the stuff they send like like it's on the spaceship to right. prevent it from like burning up when it comes to the atmosphere. And then he's like, "I actually don't really know how to fight though." Like, yes he does. <laughs> He has to have. Why would he have the crazy suit? <laughs> That's true. Why else? And he actually it's, has like he's got like some set rules for himself. Right. Like, and so that's the thing that's the thing that really worked is like so what ends up happening at the very end is Cyborg has to like um he's he's interfacing with the mother boxes as they're like forming the union. He's trying yeah, he's trying to separate them. Right. And once the, but he needs uh the flash to like give him an electrical jolt to get that thing going, right? Um, the Flash gets hurt, and so he can't quite make it. And so then the Mother Boxes form the Unity, and the world explodes. That actually happens. Before that actually gets off, Barry, the Flash, recognizes that it's happening, and he he enters the Speed Force, slows speed sp- slows time down to the point where he can stop it. And then he he he's talking to himself. He's like, "Okay, you got to break the rule. You got to break it now. You got to go way faster than the speed of light. Come on, Barry, you got to do it." And he reverses freaking time, right. and he goes back to the second before that happened, gets Cyborg into the mother boxes, has them separate, and it's the coolest thing <laughs> ever. Anyone anyone who like likes movies and doesn't like get some sort of chill bump from watching that is dead. <laughs> They're 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 like running on pure adrenaline and nothing at this point. That was right. the most hype moment. It was so stinking cool. There was at least an element of it where you felt some like some suspense. Like, I mean, obviously, whenever I watch movies like that, I'm like, surely they're gonna succeed in some way, other than like Infinity War and Endgame, because I already knew that was a two movie thing. But like, I knew you you kind of go in it thinking like, how are they going to succeed? Right. And Justice League, the Justice League one, like you're just like, okay, they fought. That's it. Like, right. But this one, there actually was a sense of again going back motivation, suspense. The story actually pulled you in a little bit, so you actually felt like you wanted them to succeed, even though mm-hmm. you kind of already know they're going to succeed. But I mean, it's way. a movie, so like you know they're going to. But like the the reality is like they they lose. Right, right. Like they lose. It's the same thing in Endgame, where like you see all the all the heroes, you see Iron Man, you see Cap, you see Thor fight Thanos, and they they lose. They lose in Infinity War. Right. And they have to rectify it, and you're like, oh, wait, they lost. And like it right. sets, it just makes the stakes so much better. And it, the fact that they were able to do this in one movie, granted, it's a four hour long movie, but like still, I was I was blown away. I was like, that, that's awesome. So what it, you're talking it, uh, about a lot of what you're really talking about is there's there's at least some sort of nod to like original source material as far as the comics are concerned. Like when you're talking about the Speed Force, right? Yeah, kind of. But I mean, it just kind of it, it sets up the entirety of like Barry and like the extent of his powers, and it also doesn't it also doesn't let or doesn't make Superman the Deus Ex Machina. Right. Like he does he doesn't save the day. 
Right. He stopped. He stopped Steppenwolf. His intro, by the way, is just so much better. Like he stopped Steppenwolf <laughs> from cutting Cyborg in half. Right. And then he breaks his axe and lasers off his. Um, oh yes, when he lasered horn. off his horn, I'm like, oh my god. And like that was sick. But then then he's like, his whole deal is he's just standing there like beating Steppenwolf to a pulp, and he can't he can't help Cyborg. Right. It's it's got to be the Flash, and like the the reality is like them taking the 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 you know the save the day moment away from Superman or Batman mm-hmm. or, you know, even Wonder Woman, it's so much better. Cause like, you know, Cyborg is brand new, Flash is brand new. And like, there's, right. they were really well established characters in the comics. And like in the, in the theatrical cut, they were terrible. They didn't well, do on anything. To- on top of that is like, it, well, it's like you said, like something that I didn't like is it was this whole, everything was built around Superman as far yeah. as far as being like, we need to bring him back because he's the only one that can help us. Like he's the only <sighs> one that can actually put up a fight, which to me is, you're just playing into like all of the complaints about Superman in regards right. to like, he can do anything and there's nothing complex in regards to like limitations or anything like that. Right, but when you add into the whole anti-life equation, right, which that that was kind of a weird thing to add in. Like again, I think this movie was supposed but, to be two movies, but like it ended up working right. out. It was a weird thing to add in, but it what it does, in my opinion, is because it's something the dark side's been searching for for however long. Basically, it gets to the point where like, well, screw Superman. Like, getting like it's worth it's worth going and and having to fight superman for so basically what i'm saying is it it creates a space where it supersedes the whole thing of like we didn't want to show up because superman was there and we didn't feel like it was worth it no 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 we think it's worth it now yeah which to me would have opened up to so much more we'll take the risk of fighting a kryptonian because the anti-life equation is our entire like that's dark side's whole deal yes and so like that makes sense specifically in specifically in the comics that's his whole deal well, it is in this movie too, and that's the thing that I think it was a little bit that that felt also a little bit shoehorned in, and that's why I was saying like it 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 very clearly was supposed to be like a couple of different movies, so right. they could kind of establish that as well, the it's, thing. It, but on top of that, it was supposed. I don't think this was going to be the last one. If you, if if things no. had worked out probably the way that Snyder had wanted, you know, this was going to be this this honestly to me was kind of like First Avengers, right? Like it's right. it's dealing with recognizing there's some otherworldly force that is out to get earth or whatever and it introduces dark side and like his right. minions or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm sure they would have done more with it i mean that's the whole thing with martian manhunter but right. it just seems shoehorned in at this point now because they're not doing anything else and it's it. so and it's so sad that they're not going to do anything else because it could have been so good and it and like i think so we've kind of gushed a lot about how great this, it, it really is worth watching everyone. I'm telling you, like as someone who said that the original cut was like a trash fire for a movie, you should never watch it. And I still stand by that. This one is so good. Like if you, if you like comics, like I told my wife about it, she was like, I actually kind of would maybe want to watch that. It's legitimately really good. Um, but I think the big takeaway that we kind of got from this was that, Movie executives don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yes. Like at all. Which is so cliche. It's the whole cliche of like movie execs just want to make money and whatever. But like, like, and I'm fine with them making money, but also like guys, like y'all done goofed so we bad. We go, I go back to the point. We stopped the movie like three or four times just with our hands on our heads being like, what Why? are they doing? Why? Right. And like, it's just, and again, like, I don't want to blame Joss Whedon because I don't think it was entirely his fault. It was these people who just like, no spines, no spines, no, no, no willingness to take a risk and be like, all right, look, we didn't re- like, people didn't really get down with the, the weird dour tone of Batman vs Superman as much as we thought that they would, unless your name right. is Jay. And I, I liked it, but let's, I know, let's that's keep fine. going. Let's keep yep. going. Moving on. Um, so instead of us, instead of us continuing that path, which would have made sense, let's just do a 180 and try and be Avengers. You, you're not. You, you gutless you're not cowards. Marvels. Don't be Marvel. You don't. gutless cowards. Be yourself. 
Embrace what you have. Use your characters, you jerks. It's, it's This is one of the reasons I'm actually kind of genuinely excited for like the Mortal Kombat movie, Tangent on Tangent Zone. <laughs> I really want the people, I really want them to just like use the stupid characters and like make this a stupid fun movie. Right. I don't need like a serious tone. I don't need to like get into like, oh, uh, well, actually, if you really look at it, um, Mortal Kombat is, uh, 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 we're talking about like the war on terror. Why? It's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Can we just have like a ninja punch like a movie star <laughs> and like cut someone's head off and be done with it? Well, out of the, out of the tangent zone. Well, if just my my brief comment on that tangent zone. Back, is, in, I back think, in very quickly. Back in real quick. My thing with that, I'm looking forward to that movie just because I think it will be a fun movie. I think that, I agree. I think the way that filmmaking is done now, it can be done better than how it was done in the '90s. Like just watching Sonya Blade fight what's his name Kano on a beach like that was just it just wasn't I, good it it was really bad choreography so we're opinion. still we're still we're still in the tangent zone i really like the original mortal kombat movie mortal kombat deception is a trash fire but the you original mean annihilation kombat, sorry annihilation annihilation annihilation, annihilation was is terrible awful but it was the first one's awful. pretty but the first one's pretty good anyway it's so good yeah, for a video game movie, but anyway, yeah. It's it, I would make it, this is a discussion for another time. I think it's the best video game movie, but whatever. Oh, Hot that's take. a whole <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. It's better than Doom. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Back out of the tangent zone. Okay. Um, yeah. So my point being, movie executives need to trust the creative people. They just, like, trust creative people. You are an executive for a reason. You are not an artist for a reason. And that's fine. But and there I get, are... And I would get you not say that there are some films where when you try to stick to the source material too much, it just doesn't work out? And I say that uh, yeah, specifically thinking about Dune. What? We, that movie's not even out. Why are I'm we talking, talking about, Dune? about? I'm talking about the original Dune. I'm talking about the oh, 1980. Well, that Dune. one was also that one was also a combination of like a lot of different things. That was a, was that David Lynch? Yes, it was. Yeah, that was a combination of a lot of different stuff. That that's a very complicated movie. But yes, the problem with the problem with adapting Dune and like I really hope that uh, what's the who's the is it Denis Villeneuve is the uh, guy who's doing yeah Dune? yeah he's doing that one. I, really I, I have full, job, I have, but, I have full faith in him. Hey, we're anyway, in tangent zone again, apparently. So we're in we're tangent, in tangent zone. zone, but yeah, keep going. Um, yeah, I think that one was also the original was kind of that problem as well, where it's like, yeah, you're trying to adapt like this move, this really complex material that just doesn't translate. But again, like the reality is, then you also have stuff like because people said the same thing about Lord of the Rings for the longest time, and like say what you will about them, but like those are very, very fondly remembered movies. And like, yeah, I know people who I have friends who are like, eh, it's not my favorite interpretation of the books, but like they're wildly yeah, but popular, the books and they're are so dense. But that's my point: is like the they took what was so dense and made it into an actually palatable, watchable movie, and not even right. a palatable, watchable movie, but like an incredible trilogy of movies. And we're not talking about The Hobbit, but like <laughs> you can do it. It just, it just, right. you have to have some some level of creative liberty. And I think the reason that the Lord of the Rings ones work so well is because they let Peter Jackson do what he wanted to do. They just trusted him. They're like, we, like, here you go. And he did it, and it worked, right? And I think with Zack Snyder, I think they just got cold feet after his second DC movie. And they're like, eh, we can't do this anymore. It's the second one, you gutless cowards. Keep going with it. <laughs> Like if if, if, if if Marvel cowards. if Marvel right. had stopped if Marvel had stopped making movies after Iron Man two wasn't as good as Iron Man where would we be? Is my exact point. No, you're right. Like they they right. they leaned into it. They're like we have to keep going with it so that we can see what comes out on the other end. And the Marvel executives, for better or for worse, let stuff go. They just let okay. it happen. So and that's my thing is though is you have a movie you. I don't know who makes the fast movies. The fast, fast. Universal is the publisher or the. Okay. Is it? I think it's Universal. Just All right, Universal. Well, my my thing is, and I don't know. Maybe maybe Fast may obviously makes more money than than the Snyderverse did or the Snyder films did. But the thing is, like, they're still making those films, and they're still like, I don't understand how you can push through 
the Fast and the Furious franchise, but you can't try to be diligent with a comic book franchise that's like got a base of fans with it. I don't know. That's that's probably a more complicated question because you. That's are, a like very complicated said. question. <laughs> that is. I now that I'm t- asking it, I'm thinking to myself. But then you are dealing with comic book fans who are going to like criticize every dif- deviation from from the source material. So, right. yeah. Right. Anyway, that's I like think, people I, got upset about the fact of like how they did Ultron because right in the comic books, uh, Stark doesn't make Ultron. Hank Pym right. does. Right, and, and people are like, very oh, that's different. Not, that's not comics accurate. Like, shut up. Who cares? <laughs> and that's that's my just like, enjoy the movie. Like yeah, it, 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 you know if if they had like just made it like if Ultron's character wasn't the same, that'd be one thing. But his character's pretty faithful. Yeah, it is. So like it's good enough to me. It's just, it's just, it's the same argument we were just having about, or the same thing we we're talking about with like Lord of the Rings. Like yeah, there are differences between the source material and the movies, but the movies are enjoyable. You know, so like just in, enjoy it. And I think my bigger thing being like, clearly the executives at Warner Brothers should be fired. They don't know what they're doing. They, I mean, they, are, they they are any they they have actually still there. I don't know if any of them. I don't I don't, I don't know. know. I don't really keep up with like who's on what executive board at you know these major movie studios. But like, I think the Warner Brothers studios specifically, like they have such good characters, and they just have ran them into the ground because they don't know what they're doing. They're like, how can we make more Batman movies? We gotta get a bad b- Batman. I mean, like, and like a good example would be like this whole uh, the the Joker movie, right? Like the Joker movie was rated R. And like right. we've talked about that in the past, but like it, it's so good because they just let Todd Phillips do what he wanted. Correct. And like they let him alone, and all of a sudden they now they have an Oscar-winning movie. Right. Weird how that happened. <laughs> counterpoint. Counterpoint. Uh, Suicide Squad also won an Oscar. So there's that. Wait, it won an Oscar for makeup. Yep. Oh, and that's not. That's are you not trying the same to? Are realm. you trying to? Are you trying to disparage? Makeup artist? No, I think it's great. I, if mm, if you have like, an Oscar in your like, house, then you like. But I'm just saying, from the way the public why do you hate why do you hate that award? Why do you hate makeup like, artists? That's I don't hate makeup artists, and you're trying to pull now, one of now my one of my deals, and you're not you're not you're not executing it very well. So I, I resent that. Fair. Anyway, um, yeah, people who yeah, have Oscars in your if you have an Oscar in your house, you're cooler than me. That's it. Uh, that's right. Would you agree? That is the truth. Absolutely the truth. It's cooler not... than me or cooler than both of us? Uh, both of us. Okay. I was about to say, uh, I, was, I was giving you here, an opportunity here's... to be like, no, you're cooler than John. You're not cooler than me, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to have an, you have to have an EGOT to be cooler than Jay. So here's, here's the question, though, is like, where does DC go from here because they're gonna obviously james gunn's suicide squad is going to be coming out yeah they just released the trailer the day that we're recording i didn't know that really there you go i didn't know that i'm sorry i don't keep up with it like you do it looks like here's my problem i've been burned (laughs) i've been burned by i've been burned by a suicide squad the trailer for the original suicide squad was fantastic right and the trailer for this movie for the Suicide Squad, which is what this one is, looks fantastic. But I, I don't, I, I don't trust them. I just don't trust them. Like I trust, I trust James road. Gunn. I've been down this road before, and y'all burned me real bad. Y'all burned me so bad with Damaged Joker. Okay, <laughs> this purple Lamborghini and Harley and Quinzel, and y'all done burned me so bad. Right, and with Cara Delevingne and her giant eyebrows just <laughs> gyrating up there, trying to like awaken her g- uh, demigod brother, like no, y'all done no, yeah, I, I need you to show me. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I don't know where they go from here, Jay. I have no idea. Well, I know they d- they're doing Suicide Squad. I know they're actually doing a Flash movie. Yeah. Um, and which is supposed do- to which is supposed to bring in like it's supposed to be like Flashpoint style. So like you'll have like Michael Keaton as Batman. Um, like they are bringing him back in. Did you I know did that? Not, I did not know that. Oh yeah, Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman. What? Yeah, buddy. Jeez. Yeah. So now you're in. Now you're like, mm, I don't know. 
I could be here. And for I know that. they're supposed they're supposed to do another Aquaman too. That's another one. Yeah, I guess. I don't really think you need to do one of those. I didn't mind the last the the other Aquaman. It, it was, wasn't it was great, fine. but I I enjoyed it. Wasn't it. As, it wasn't as good as Snyder Cut. No, but it was fine. No. Anyway, yeah, I don't know what they got. I mean, I, 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 as I was saying to you, I think that what they should do is they should give Zack Snyder the reins to the, um, to his version of the Snyderverse, and like let him kind of continue it in on HBO Max. I think that would work. Um, did you, um, did you ever see Shazam? Yeah. Okay. It's fine. Did you, what was your okay? Oh, it's fine. Uh, it's 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 goofy and fun, and I really liked um, Zachary Levi as um, Shazam. Yeah. Um, like you know, grown up Billy Batson. So like, it it was good, but it was it's not like it's 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 like original Iron Man levels of like it's it's fine. Okay, it's not it's not the best movie of all time. Like people are like, oh my gosh, original well, Iron I Man mean, is so good, but it's not it that definitely good. did well enough. They're they're making a sequel. That's why I was asking. They're so. doing Black Adam, which is not the same. No, they're doing they're doing Shazam two. They're doing a Shazam two, and they're doing a uh, Black Adam. Black Adam looks awesome. I think Black. I like Adam that character. Is, I think Black Adam is actually going to be coming out after um, the next Shazam. Okay. Uh, it's called Shazam: Fury of Gods. Interesting. So. Okay. I, well, I mean, the problem is they have all these other things in the works, right? Like the the problem is like the Snyderverse exists. And then they also have the Batman with. Robert Pattinson. Right. Then they have the Suicide Squad, which I think is still technically in the same universe. Then they had like the Birds of Prey, which I think is supposed to be in that same. It's, there's all the, like there's three just, different here's, universes. Here's and the I thing don't understand. Too, is I just feel like they're all over the map. Right. Exactly. And that's kind of what I was, that's kind of what I was getting to is like, they have like these three different universes. And like, I just want them to just do the one, like pick a, pick a direction and go with it and don't go with it for like two movies and then get cold feet. Right. Go with it for like, I don't know, a decade. Go try it. Kinda try like, it. Uh, Marvel Studios. <laughs> kind of like Marvel Studios did. Kind of like that. And like I don't know. And the big the big thing I, I said this I said this was Star Wars as well. But like the big problem is like they don't have an arbiter of like the canon, and mm-hmm. like the long story that they're trying to tell. So like I don't know how they do it. But I, I think I think the starting point is you have your new stuff coming out. I think the executives who made the decisions on Justice League are gone. They have to be gone, right? They have to be. They There's have no, to be. I'm probably we're probably wrong, but they have. In my opinion, if they're if not, they're if they're not gone I'm after sorry, this movie, if they they're not gone be. after this movie has come out, then like Warner Brothers doesn't care. And like I don't think that they actually do care because like they just want cash. But like, eh, I don't know. It just it just seems really weird to me that like you have like this newly established amazing version of this movie, right? And then instead of you like leaning into that, you're just like, you know what, y'all, hey Terry, you can stay. It's fine. <laughs> you made you made a horrible decision in in getting Joss Whedon, and you told him to do all these things. But you know what, you you got the movie out on time. Oh, we gave you your twenty million dollar bonus, and <laughs> Terry. you. you 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 farted that movie out in the theaters. Good job. <laughs> and like I don't know what they do. Like what do they do? They need to just, like Zack Snyder needs to be on the board of directors and be like, here's what we're doing. Visa V D C on HBO Max. Go from there. Then you have your movies. I don't know, man. It's tough because they also have like their they had the Arrowverse going for a long time. That's finally dying. Thank goodness. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, like DC. <sighs> use your characters. Just, just figure it out, man. The Get only thing, the thing that DC has done really well the past couple of years, like really consistently well, is like their animated stuff has been fantastic. Their animated oh, movies yes, have been absolutely. also always so good. Absolutely. Now, but like no one watches those because you know that's for people like you and me, and that's it. <laughs> who, who nerd out on stuff like that? Right. I will. I will say. Um, I didn't really know how good the animated stuff was until it was back in 2010 when it came out. But Under the Red Hood. Yep. When that so came good. out, I watched it. And I'm like, just kind of watching like, oh, yeah, it seems interesting. Like, let's, I'll check it out. By the end of that movie, I was like, this was... Fully invested. Freaking awesome. Yeah. That was such... A, but then they ruined it because they came out with a second one and it was kind <laughs> of one of those like, choose your own ending thing. It was an interactive choose-your-own ending. And I'm like, 
What? Ew. What? Why? Why did y'all decide to do that? Yeah. Ugh. Whatever. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. DC. DC. <sighs> and like, just DC Warner has... Brothers in general, and specifically, y'all are killing me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's end this episode with on a high note. Y'all need to go see this movie. Legit, I think it's. I think it's. If you don't have HBO Max, it's worth getting. Just the, split it with someone. Yeah, it's worth getting like a, a, a month at the trial. end of the month. Yeah, whatever. Just do it. Like it's. It's legit. It's good. 